anybody else wants to come with me, this moment will be the moment of something real and fun and inspiring. And we will do it together. Hello and welcome to Cruising Together, the show that is real, fun, and inspiring. And we will do it together. And we're doing it together. Movie by movie, episode by episode, we are going through the movies of Tom Cruise. Real name? Thomas Maypother Cruise. Close close enough. The fourth. Thomas Cruise Maypother the fourth. Real name. We are the experts on all things Tom Cruise. We know things like that. Without fail. Without fail. We get it right every time. No stumbling blocks. Never. On the money. No speed bumps. Ask me again his name. What's his name? I don't know. Awesome. So, do we want to say what the movie is? Well, people know the movie. It's in the title of the show. This movie is Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. And our theme music contains, which we just heard. Our intro and our outro is very Jerry Maguire-centric. We open with, who's coming with me? That section. Right. We close with, good night. We'll see you all again. That's all from the same moment in the movie. the same scene. same scene. We're going to talk about that scene, probably. A very famous scene. Yeah. It might come up. It might, possibly. No, no promises. And we have a guest for this show. As we do for all other shows. For all except our shows. for that one time. And that other time. And that other time. <laughs> yeah. Those two times that we didn't have a guest. Our guest is currently keeping the microphone away from their face. <laughs> that, that, did you hear that? That's the sound of a know. guest. You think that's... <laughs> that's a giggling guest right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that, stops me. That, that, that ceased to be a giggle. Yeah. It just turned into a menacing laugh. Yeah. A villainous. Ha ha ha. Mm. See, now it's a test of do we bo- do we when to introduce what kind of sounds can yeah. she make next? Yeah. That are different than what we described. Now, now here's what's good about this. guest. Here's, here's why I think this guest is helpful. <laughs> I've given no. Re- uh, Revelation? Relevation? Revelation. Revelation? As to the gender of our guest, but our guest is a lady. Well, you just revealed it. Yeah, and that's good because we're going to talk about... Because this movie is like a love story, and it'd be good to have a lady perspective. You could say it's a chick flick. I could say that, but I wouldn't. Well, I never somebody say, else I never, could. I never say things that rhyme like that. Never? No way, Jose. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's bring our guest in. She's chomping at, at the bit. That's the sound of chomping at the bit. <laughs> She's our pal, Jen Grunwald. Hello. Look at that. That's a lady voice. It sure is. Is it? It sounds like yeah. one to me. All right. It sounds weird in my own head, you know. Well, that's, Does that's, it sound like a dude in your own head? I do. I sound like a dude in my what own head. What kind of dude? A shitty one. <laughs> wow. Like, like in terms of vocal sound or like he's just a bad person? He's just a bad person. Lie and treat you poorly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's weird. That's know, a weird. It is weird. It's. Real, I mean, just imagine being in my head. It's very weird. Uh, hold on, Chris. You guys talk. I'm gonna imagine being in my head. <laughs> okay, I, t- I take that back. Don't do that. <laughs> I t- I've stopped imagining. Perfect. Jen, you've seen this movie. <laughs> I have seen this movie. I watched it yesterday. Wow! In, f- in fresh preparation. Yes. I also rewatched it. Fresh preparation. I, I did see it. A long time ago as well, I believe, in the movie theater. 
I definitely saw it in the movie theater. I was a, I was a college student. I saw it in the movie theater. Oh, I wasn't that old. Oh, you bragging? Oh. <laughs> yeah, of course I'm bragging. Oh. I went to college. Okay. That makes three of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't about to presume anybody went to college. I don't know. Jen, did you go to college? I did. I did. So did I. All right. Then that's so, not a brag. So it makes three of us. That makes three. It takes three to go to college. Old expression. Classic expression. Yeah, my mom always said that too. Yeah. So we're going to start. Let's start like we, we've, we've always started since like four episodes ago. Round robin. Round robin. Plot recap. Oh. <laughs> I like that song. What's that? What, what is that song? Rock and Robin. That's right. You got that right. Tweet, tweet. That's, that's the one. So we is are this doing... Is a fucking test podcast? Is that what this is? Sometimes. <laughs> Shit. I didn't know I was going to be tested. This is, this is a test of many things. <laughs> so the plot round robin recap, or the round robin plot recap, mm-hmm. I don't think we've ever settled on the exact methodology or naming of it, but we are going to explain the plot of the movie sentence by sentence, person by person. Oh, okay. So... One of us will start, and we go round and round until we recap the plot of this movie. Okay. Uh, Chris, do you remember who started with Mission Impossible? Nope. Do you want to start this one, or should I start this I one? I can start this one. All right. Or I could go second. Third. Jen, you're our guest. Who would you like to see start this thing? Um, anyone but me. Well, yeah. You, you will go third. <laughs> I promise you that. So who do you want to go first? Um... I'll just go with Chris then. All right. Alphabetically speaking, Chris goes first also, you know, as well. Also as well. Mm. Chris, are Two. you ready? I'm ready. To recap Jerome Maguire, the movie. No, I, you, I'm sorry. You got it wrong. What's that? It's Jerry Maguire. It's Jerry Maguire. full name is Jerome. No. I asked his parents. Oh. His mom, specifically. I'm suspicious of this. Well, we are the experts. Mm. We shall see. Chris, are you ready? No, I'm not ready at all. You've shaken my confidence. Well, buck up, son. <laughs> okay. All right. Bucked. Begin. Young Jerry Maguire. All right. I already screwed that up. Middle-aged Jerry Maguire <laughs> is a hotshot sports agent for Sports Management International, and he has recently grown uh, disenfranchised with his role in the world after talking to the son of an injured hockey player who's had too many concussions, period. (laughs) One night at a conference with his crisis of conscience, Jerry Maguire wakes up, or he's, he's unable to sleep, he's got a fever, he's feverish, and he writes this mission statement, and he prints up hundreds of copies and he hands it to everybody, and it is called... The things we think but do not say, and it is his mission statement on how they should do business differently in the sports management world. Period. Um, he the those mission statements are <laughs> distributed to his entire company, and I believe he realizes in the morning that might not have been the best course of action. Um, and he arrives at his office to applause, but it's all fake. Period. They fire Jerry Maguire. Period. <laughs> Jerry Maguire, you think he's going to flip out. 
but he remains fairly calm and declares that he is starting a new company. And he asks the people in the company who's coming with him. And one accountant, Dorothy Boyd, single mother to an adorable little kid, says she pops up out of her cubicle and says, I will go with you. And they are off to form their own company. Period. Um, right. And then Jerry uh, frantically tries to get clients and he flies to somewhere <laughs> to get Jerry O'Connell and they say unofficially that they will stay with him. And he also has the other guy. <laughs> Cuba Gooding Jr. The period. Matthew Conwell's character is, is it, what was his name? Jerry Jerry O'Connell? O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> yeah, Cush. Oh, yeah, Cush. Cush is set to go, and he's supposed to be the first draft pick in the NFL draft. And so he's a real hot prospect to be the, ma- the agent for. And the day of the draft, he finds out that they have signed with a different agent at his previous agency, John Sugar, <laughs> Joe Sugar, Sam Sugar, Bob Sugar. Period. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jerry Maguire's other client is Rod Tidwell, oh, yeah. played by Cuba Gooding Jr. Rod Tidwell wants Jerry Maguire to show him the money, and Rod Tidwell is loud and brash and wants his contract renegotiated. And at the same time, there's some like romantic happenings with Dorothy Boyd, who's really got it bad for Jerry Maguire, period. Right. Um, Because, duh. (laughs) (laughs) Period. She loves him for the man he wants to be. She loves him for the man that he almost is. She loves him... She loves him, period. Now, Jerry Maguire seems unsure about how he feels about it. He, he loves her kid, but he likes being around her. He likes how loyal she is. And Rod Tidwell says, you got to have the talk with this woman. You, have to, you can't do this to a single mother. You have to have this conversation with her. If you don't love her, you got to tell her you don't love her, period. So instead, he proposes to her, <laughs> Period. They get married, and it's all awesome for like a week. And then Renee Zellweger, this is a character, Dorothy Boyd, <laughs> says, yeah, this isn't working, So I kind of, and I kind of dragged into this, and so we don't have to be married anymore, period. Now, Jerry Maguire is also trying to negotiate for his one client, Rod Tidwell, his new contract with the Arizona Cardinals. And the offer they get is no good. So Rod Tidwell's wife says, screw this. End this season. End your old contract. You're going to be a free agent. And it turns out the Cardinals are going to be... They're in the playoffs for the Super Bowl. And they're going to be on Monday Night Football. Period. <laughs> um, Rod Tidwell's wife is awesome. <laughs> and she loves him a lot and is super sweet. And his brother's a douche. <laughs> And while they're on, he, oh yeah, and Rod Tidwell gets like 
some kind of awesome touchdown, but also gets really hurt, and his brother's a dick about it. But then he gets up, and he's good, and he ch- everyone loves him, period. It was a great day for this small project, this company that Jerry Maguire and Dorothy Boyd put together, but Jerry wasn't able to share that with Dorothy because she was away from him, and he realized how much he missed her and wanted to share his successes with somebody that helped him. So he races to her house after Tidwell has his fantastic game, and he goes in there and he says... You complete me. Let's not be divorced. Period. She says, you had me at hello. And the crowd goes wild. And the movie ends with Jerry and Dorothy and Ray, Dorothy's son, in the park. And a baseball is on the ground. Little League team is like, hey, kid, throw us that ball. And this little Ray's got an arm on him. And that's the end of the movie. Period. That's it. That's the plat. Plat. That's the plat recap. There's Hold no on. way that kid threw the ball that far. What are you talking about, man? That kid had an arm. If you were, if you, if you watch that movie, that scene again closely, you'll Wait, see that there's an hold, edit. Hold that thought. Okay. Start <laughs> over. If you watch that scene closely, you'll see that there's an edit. So the camera's on the kid. And he winds up and he throws. I thought this movie was shot with no edits. Then. It was all real time. Then you cut, you cut to a different angle. It's a documentary. I and then you yeah. see the ball going over the fence. And I submit that somebody else threw that ball over the fence, like the one that you saw. It wasn't really. It was just the magic of movie editing. Oh. Yeah, you might be right. Here's, I want to spring off of something Jen said during the plot recap. Spring away. Can we all just tip our hat to the awesomeness of Regina King as Rod Tidwell's wife? Oh, hell yeah. I'm I not wearing her. a hat. She's, she's the one that was from 227, right? I don't know. I, she was on some show I watched when she I was She was kid. straight up badass through and through. And uh, the two of them together were the cutest thing ever. They I were loved great. It. Yeah, loved it. I felt like that was a better romance story than Jerry and Dorothy. Oh, because there was actual substance to it? <laughs> well, that's the whole plot of the movie, though, is the comparison of Jerry Maguire's life to... So let's go right into this, because this, Chris, this is a movie you and I have talked about before we even knew we were doing this show, we've talked about Jerry Maguire. Are you sure about that? Yeah, probably. What you year? have a very bad memory, so I'm going to go with it. It was sometime between the years 1999 <laughs> and 2010. Okay, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so we've talked about this movie, and the question that I want to throw on the table right out of the gate is when he walks into that house at the end and all the Yentas are there doing their thing. Beautiful. <laughs> and he says, hello, Hold on I'm a looking second. for my wife. S- I don't speak. <laughs> I do. I think that's great. <laughs> what does Yenta mean? Jen? <laughs> like, a, like a hen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like like old, a, like a old biddies. Biddies, yeah. Women just sort of like, dip, 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 well, going I, on. I on. think that's offensive, but continue. All right. <laughs> He's easily offended. Dorothy Boyd's sister, played awesome by Bonnie Hunt, mm. has like this group of divorced women that get together in the house and just sort of like complain. <laughs> About men, mostly. <laughs> this movie does not... Uh, Passed the Bechdel test. No. By any measure. Nope. All the women talk about men all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's <laughs> let, me, funny. Let, me, let me suggest this like, about the like, Bechdel test. It's not necessarily always a fair test. I especially. Hold on. I just said it didn't pass, man. No, I didn't no, judge look, the test. I know. 
I'm not accusing you of inventing it. <laughs> Thank you. Because <laughs> that would be the Shegel test. Yeah. But this is a movie about relationships. Yeah. So it stands to reason that almost every conversation everybody has is about... Right. But I'm saying... I'll say this. If there was a scene with Regina King and Dorothy Boyd talking about a contract, it would have passed the Bechdel test. And that would have been pretty good. It would have given Dorothy something. <laughs> Wasn't there that scene? No. No. She just she, when, she, she when just, she starts she just saying, defends but they're not talking to each other. You for free. But it's not the two of them talking to each other. They're just she's just like in the group screaming. Anyway, <laughs> Tom Cruise walks in. He starts. We live in a cynical world. He gives this big long speech. Uh huh. Closes with a callback to an elevator scene where a deaf couple said, "You complete me." Oh yes. She says, "You had me at hello." All the all the yentas are like, oh, like even their hearts are warmed by this cold. Thing. Frosted over hearts. Yeah. Even even Bonnie Hunt, who's ready to kill Jerry Maguire if he screwed it up. Even she's like, all right. The question is, and we've talked about this, is does he love her? Has he come around? Has he changed his ways? Or does the leopard never change its spots? Is Jerry Maguire still the guy who just needs to, who can't be alone? Which is the, the beat that is drummed throughout the movie is he cannot be alone. Uh, yeah, I definitely don't see how that's changed at all. But I also don't understand how either of them are in love. They don't do. There's no. There's no. I feel <laughs> like no her, showing of them having anything other than physical attraction to well, make hers, them be in love. I don't get it. I thought hers made more sense because but, but, she loved the idea the ma- of him. The, ma- the man he wants man to be, all right. that crap. Yeah. Like she was into him, hearing him tell the story of his engagement on yeah, the airplane. He, he falls for her sure. at the airport because she starts gushing about how great the mission statement was, and then he feels like, oh, she understands me. So you say that he loves her out of the gate. I think he falls for her right away. Okay. But I think... Like he's charmed by her. I think, I think a fella like Jerry Maguire, um, he's second-guessing everything because he's look, he's got this example of Rod Tidwell's marriage, and it's like perfect. Right. Which I don't think I've ever seen an example of that in real life myself. <laughs> I have. And it's, it's, a, it's one of those impossibly high ideals to aspire. So he's looking at that going, well, I don't, that's not what I have. I mean, I really like this girl, but it's not like... But even she is saying things to that effect. Like, he's, she's, he's like, I know it's hard work, and she's like, it doesn't have, shouldn't be that hard. So she's reinforming the, the notion that a relationship shouldn't be that challenging. Right, she but she's know. also speaking she to falls the in nature love quickly. of his relationship with his ex that he had just broke up with. Right. And, and I think that's more what she's referring to. Like, you shouldn't have to work so hard to keep the, his ex, who's a horrible person, on board. I just would like to have seen more, a little bit more interaction between the two of them actually having reasons to love each other. Well, there is that one scene where she asks point blank. He asks, why do you love me? And she says, why do you love me? And then the kid runs in. Yeah. And they don't have, they don't get to have that talk, which was the talk that Tidwell was telling them You know how a lot of romantic comedies and all these movies have those like montage scenes of them falling in love? Yes. Like something like that. They were never riding a double bicycle and they're never sharing ice cream cones. This movie did lack that montage of... Like just things in common, like a, a, a well. The montage we got was them being apart from each other, yeah, all the time. Yeah, it was just I don't know. I I didn't remember any of this, and I was like, <laughs> what? I also didn't remember when that they got married. Yeah, I was like, what? And it was so fast, and I totally, totally forgot all of that. So, have we answered the? Were they? Did he? Did he love her? Or did he go? I need somebody, and I need her because I like having her around, and she's. She gets me, and she is loyal to my cause. 
and she was he- she went through all the rough stuff with me while everybody else abandoned me, which is true. A, a friend of mine recently told me that he thinks that that's basically what love is is like the the beginning stuff like that romantic like craziness in the beginning where cra- that fades and basically what you're left with is if you really like a person and you want to make it work that's what you do like the, the, there's nothing else that's really what it should be i have heard that so i don't know so and if that's the case then yeah it does <laughs> and that's what it is but i don't know if i agree with that so i'm not sure was he lying when he said you complete me or did he or, or... i don't know if he was lying he probably just meant like the sentiment like you know but i don't I wouldn't think he probably is like, oh, I know what I'll say to get her to stay. <laughs> I only say it because as I watched it, I kept keying in on certain things he was saying. He's like, I'm really good in the living room. I can close a deal in the living room. That's my specialty. Put me in the room. And like that, len- that last scene is all those things. He's in the room. True. He's making the last sales, the pitch. He's in it. He's perfect. When he says he's, <laughs> they send him into the living room because he's good in the living room. Yeah. And that's where it's like, he's good I in the felt, room. I felt like that was a case of like, well, this is a completely different situation than I'm accustomed to. Because I'm usually negotiating contracts for people. Or I'm trying to get somebody on board with the agency, which I guess there's an, obviously an analogy here. But I, I don't I feel as if he's his confidence is shaken here. Like, I don't know if I can do this in the living room. Right. With these yentas. Well, he didn't know they were going to be there. I mean, he walks in and he says, hello. That that speech would not have been wife. nearly as powerful if they weren't there. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I, 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 a speech is always better if there's an audience. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like a really hard to win over, but yet still won over audience. Yeah. <laughs> that was quite a crew. Yep. Yes. <laughs> they all were just going and, on. And, and she just could not keep those paper cups on her plate. It was a little ridiculous. <laughs> well, she had to be tucked back because. She I'm dropped su- them like four times. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I think there should be a new verb called zellweggering, which is when you pop up from behind something. <laughs> She does it three times in this movie. She does? Pops up out of her cubicle when Jerry Maguire, like, she finds out he's fired. She pops up. Then, who's coming with me? She pops up. And then when Jerry Maguire walks in, she's behind the couch picking up the paper cup she keeps dropping. Yeah. yeah. She pops up out of there. I mean, she's adorable when she does it. It's like a little, like, boop. (laughs) Like, her eyes all wide open. What do you call those things? Jukebox. The little guys. Whack-a-mole. In the holes. Whack-a-mole? That's a whack-a-mole. Well, but the actual animals whack-a-mole? that do it. A mole? Moles? No, it's a different... You're saying that in I'll a remember. game called Whack-a-Mole, where you are two whack-a-moles, the animal called a mole is called something else in real life? Yep. Oh, you're thinking of a... Um, Gopher. No, from... from Prairie, uh, dog. Prairie Dog. That's what I'm thinking about. Or Meerkats. something else. Meerkats. <laughs> no, but the I'm thinking I of Prairie for. Dogs. That's what I was thinking of. I was trying to think of the name of the thing from The Lion King, which is a meerkat. Yes. I thought you Pumbaa. were trying to... Timon. Yes. <laughs> I thought you were trying to think of the animal from Caddyshack. That's, that's a, a gopher. That's a bear. That is also a bear. Sings, he dances to that Kenny Loggins song. The dancing yeah, bear. I got to that part and I said, I'm not watching this fucking movie. And I turned it off. <laughs> you checked out of, of... Well, no, there was... the end of it? No, no there was Caddyshack a... Caddyshack comes... That that gopher starts. Yeah. Like it's the opening yep. thing, right? Mm-hmm. You hear the sprinklers. Yep. And I said, nope. And then the music starts. Um, I was with my right. friend. And then it's just a dance. We were in high school. Oh. But the I'm movie like, also not closes with him dancing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because Bill Murray could never catch that gopher. Even when he made like a clay gopher to lure the gopher and blow it up. Which with other gophers has worked every time. <laughs> of course. And this time it didn't work. He was, taking, he was clearly taking cues from the Wiley Coyote playbook on gopher entrapment. <laughs> Wiley Coyote 
if I am not mistaken, has never gone after a gopher. I don't think he wrote a book about gopher capturing. That's as you, as far as you know. As far as I know. Yeah. He so. may have gone on to a successful career post cartoons. Well, yeah. He after he at a certain point he realized like this roadrunner, it's not going to happen. I need different prey. He was watching Bugs Bunny cartoons and seeing how much bad luck Elmer Fudd had trying to get that rabbit in the holes. He said, I can handle an animal in a hole. Started going after gophers. Huge success. That's actually an excellent point because... In, Changed while his he was, name from Wild E. Coyote to Wealth E. Coyote because he was making all that money catching gophers. <laughs> I think I'm not surprised to hear this because in the cartoons, he actually <laughs> did go after Bugs Bunny in one episode. Did he? And he spoke. Start talking, pal. What? Explain what happened. He went after Wiley Coyote. He said, uh, he he walks up to the rabbit hole. He places a like a doorway, an arch, and a door. Of course, yeah. So and then he and he, I think he rings the doorbell. <laughs> so <laughs> Bugs comes. He answers the door and he hey, says, what, "Does he say what's up, Doc? Does Bugs say what's yeah. up, Doc? Yeah, what's up, Doc? He says what's whatever it is he door. says. I'm not sure what his famous lines are. I think he says, "Hey, how's it going, Doctor?" <laughs> His opening line is always, hey, how's it going, doctor? And then Wiley Coyote responds, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to uh, confuse you. I'm not actually a doctor. I know I look like one. Classic. He says, he says my name is Wiley Coyote. Super genius. And he gives him his business card. Does he have an accent? I feel like, did he have a British well, accent? It's not British, but it's very... Uh, posh? Yeah. Posh. Refined? Refined. Like he's well-educated. Can you do an inst- uh, an insta- instance example of it? Allow me to introduce myself. Oh. I like right? instance example. <laughs> so he sounds like... My um, name is Wiley Coyote. Was he voiced super by... Super genius. Was he voiced by the guy who played Sulu? What's that dude's name? Takei? Yeah, George Takei. George Takei. Yes. Because that sounded... That was Takei-ish. Excuse Takei-esque? me. Thank you. <laughs> Takei Ash is a mixture of George Takei and John Tesh. <laughs> and he plays piano and sings with that voice. <laughs> hit it. I can't play the piano. Can anyone play the piano? Nine. When you said hit it, did you want me to start playing the piano? And singing. <laughs> yeah, I want you to do both of those things at the same time. It'd be awesome if you just whipped out a piano. I want you to play the piano like John Tesh and sing like George Takei. Of all days to leave my piano at home. You failed. Ugh. You failed today. I always carry it with me. Your portable just, grand piano. Yeah, it's just the way that my luck works out. That's why I got to get a baby grand piano. Yeah. Because then you can put it in a baby <laughs> Bjorn and, and carry it, it around. It and it's not dependent on the jacket that I'm wearing to see if it can fit in the pocket. No, you just need like a, a bundle. Yeah. Like Yoda on, on Luke Skywalker's back. You could have a baby grand on your back mm. at all times. Well, it was after I watched The Empire Strikes Back... That I got the idea to bring a piano with me everywhere I go. Right. How do you not connect those dots? <laughs> no, I I wanted you to just explain for the li- I knew that. But I thought the listener and Jen deserved okay. to know that that's how that all started. Yeah. I thought Jen knew me better than that, but she seems a little surprised. I'm so surprised. Shock and awe. Shock. Yeah. Totally shocked. Shock and awe. <laughs> Shock and all right. I have something else I want to talk about with this movie. Let's hear it. Oh, what what are we talking about? Jerry Maguire. Oh, right, right, right. How well do either of you remember the first minute of the movie? Not very well. Well, I watched it yesterday. Yeah. 
He's talking about how many billions of people there are on the planet Earth. Yes. All right. I'm going to. The movie opens with a shot of the Earth. And he says, I wrote it down. This is the world. There's there are almost six billion people on it. And said, when I was a kid, there was only three. three when billion. I was a kid, there were only three. It's hard to keep up. Then a satellite whips by. We get closer to it. He goes, there. That's better. <laughs> that was really weird. <laughs> then he says, that's America. See, America sets the tone for the whole world. Still sets the tone for the whole. And then he starts. Then he cuts to like a baseball play, like all these. That has nothing to do with Why this movie, did they right? Do that? <laughs> I feel like that was in the original script, and and then they left it. But we never learned who those three people are. Oh, he meant three billion, I think. No, I I think it was supposed to be a superhero origin story. <laughs> We're gonna learn where t- where Rod Tidwell gets his powers to, to sure dance that- like a maniac after suffering a concussion. I know where he got his dance moves. I looked it up. I didn't look it up. I was looking up other stuff. Whose dance moves? So the dance that Rod Tidwell does after he gets that touchdown and he recovers. Oh yeah. Do you know who helped him with the choreography for that dance? A football player. I think you know. I think you know without even knowing you know, Chris. Uh, now, I, now I have feel like I have to guess. You do have to guess. Now, who would train somebody? Who in would dance who, moves? Who do we know? Who do we talk about? Have we talked about? Who has such a skill with choreography? Oh no! Is so capable. Is this the top cop? The top cop in, in pop. pop? Michael Jackson. Paula Abdul. <laughs> no way. Way. <laughs> way. Paula Abdul. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> top cop in pop. Helped. How are those t-shirts sales why is going? He a to- why is she a top cop in pop? Jen, if you listen to our episode where we discuss I'm the movie All the Right Moves, which is also a football movie <laughs> starring That's Coach right. from Coach. <laughs> I'm, we're starting to see some patterns <laughs> they're revealed. Real, they're real patterns. We established that Paula Abdul, because of her nonstop success and her lengthy career, can only be described as the top cop in pop. People have been designing t-shirts about it. It's pretty exciting. She was the queen of dance when I was a kid. And she's never been dethroned. She's never been dethroned. I think it was like... Yeah, dethroned. The queen uh, uh, sits on a throne. I said dethroned. (laughs) That either. You can't throw her off that throne. No one's thrown her or dethroned her. You cannot throw her off that throne. You can't do it. She helped him with his football dance. Yeah. Paul Abdul helped Cuba Gooding Jr. How else do you really explain cool those she moves? She helped like all the f- real football players with their little dances. She was that a, surprise me. That would be awesome. She was a cheerleader for the Los Angeles Lakers, so she knows how to do cheerleading dance, any kind of sports Didn't related. She do dance. choreography for Janet Jackson too. Yeah, she's the top cop and pop. That's yes. why. That's why. That's why. That's why. But but how is that a cop though? Oh, she's enforcing. Her brand of dance moves across yeah. pop culture. She's enforcing. She's like sharing. She's enforcing she's the helping, integrity. She's teaching. Top she's, teacher in pop. She's I enforcing would say. the integrity. She's leading by example. She doesn't pop. arrest anyone. How do you know? Because I. Well, you know how many cold-hearted snakes she's put away. <laughs> cold-hearted she, what? Snakes. Oh oh. She looks into their eyes. Mm-hmm. Knows if they've been telling lies. I know. I know. But <laughs> she used to. Be but she still doesn't like program. throw them in jail. Where, called American Idol, where she judged. Like yes. she was the gatekeeper. Cops are not judges, though. Well, separate branch of. That's true. She's got. She may have. She may have us. No, she used the wrong word. <laughs> she was just. She was a judge on that show. She was giving citations. And letting people go. It's, wouldn't it be the first time a police officer. 
became a ex- judge. Used, used judgment. I almost said executed judgment, but that gets real. Ooh. Well, if she was a Pull police a officer, move. became a judge, then she's still not a cop now. Once a cop, always a cop, man. That's like, yeah. That's forget it's not it. True. That's true. Nope. Code blue. If you're, Ever if heard you're of code kicked blue? out of the force, you are not a cop anymore. Ever heard of code blue? Is is Paula Abdul actually <laughs> then the inspiration for the character Judge Dredd? Yeah. That's what I She's thought. She's both cop and judge. Yeah. And executioner? Does she kill people too? Is that what you're saying? With her moves. She's got killer moves. She does have killer moves. Can't argue that. I can. What? They're like... Her moves are like, killer, straight up. Now tell me. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I just did. I don't think they're like injurious, injurious moves, not necessarily killer moves. They're killer moves. <laughs> I read somewhere that six people died just from her moves. Six? Six. That wasn't in the movie Jerry Maguire. Though. No, no. That was just something I read elsewhere as I went down the rabbit hole of Top Cop and Pop. She almost killed C- Cuba Gooding Jr. C- well, yeah. Cuba Gooding Jr. Because he was supposed to, after he scored that touchdown, he was supposed to just pop up. Renee Zellweger style. Yes. And start dancing. Right. But he almost died right there on the field in, in, in real life. Yeah. They said, well, just keep rolling because if he doesn't die, we can use this. Yeah. Yeah, that fall, at which point At which point, I believe they fired at Paula Abdul. Get her away. Get her out of here. Yeah. She's got to go. This is no more. But then Not they on my said, watch. like, wait a minute. We can use this. Let's get a shot of him getting tackled real hard. They rewrote... <laughs> The ending, because originally he was going to score, get up and dance, because there's that line in the movie where he's like, you want me to dance? You want me to dance? And he's like, help me help you. That's Jerry Maguire says, help me help yes. you. And he was just going to dance. If he wants, if you want me to eat lion He was beans, naked in that scene. He was. He air dries. Yep. There's butts in that scene. <laughs> A lot of butts. No fronts. I wonder if it's Tina Belcher would probably like that, this movie a lot. Tina Belcher for Bob's Burgers? Yeah, she likes butts. She's really into butts. Yeah. I keep saying butts. <laughs> According to current popular music, although by the time this is heard, it might, it will be less current. It's all about the bass. <laughs> I thought you were gonna be like, "I like big butts," and then I was gonna say, "Like that's going, you're that's pretty going old. back. That's going back." <laughs> I know about current music; it's about butts. Right now, it's about butts. Yeah, that, that uh, Megan Trainer is bringing booty back. Right. Because it went away for yeah. a long time when nobody liked them. Well, it's funny. Butts were big with another American Idol judge, current judge, Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. She brought butts back. Uh-huh. Then they went away. Then they went away. And now they're back. Kim Kardashian back brought some butts back. Yeah, Kardashian then brought some butts gone, back. They were gone, then she brought them back. That picture. Then they went away. Weird. That Australian lady who raps, who tries, who like, tries to Icky sound Azalea. not Australian. Yeah, she's got a, she's got a butt. Yeah. So she brought she it back. She made a butt song with Jennifer Lopez but then, about butts. Then it went away. And no, then Megan Trainor the brought it back. This is the current butt zeitgeist. Megan Trainor's part I'm of it. I'm saying it, it comes and goes at least once a month. Can you call a butt geist, uh, a, a, a butt zeitgeist, a butt geist? <laughs> Can you call you a butt geist? I got ahead of myself. <laughs> Can you call a butt geist? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I agree. Yes. I agree. Yes. I, I call agree. butt guys all the time. <laughs> Wait, say that sentence again. I, I call butt guys all the time. Now, butts in the locker room. Mm. 
So there's a lot of butts. At one point, there's a lady reporter in the locker room. She drops her microphone. Yes. Just to bend down to get it. Right in front of his dick, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. The question for you as a lady. Mm-hmm. Did you want to see any of these butt dudes turn around at any point in this movie? I didn't at the time think about it. But now that you say it, I've been all right. All right. Why not? And you do, and let's just confirm, you speak for all women on this, correct? I speak for yeah, how all you... Jen Grunewalds. There's got to be more than one. There is. Okay. So you're speaking on behalf of all I of do. them. How many of them are there? I don't know. I know of one other one that my friend took a picture of her on one of those judge shows and had her name underneath it. Like a judge show? Like, uh, like a Judge Judy type show. Yeah. Like a Paula Abdul? <laughs> yeah. Judge Joy, Joy Brown? Was that one of them? I don't know which one it was, but... I sent, and, and it was some other chick that wasn't me, and it said Jen Grunwald underneath it. Speaking of, of spelt, judges. Spelt the same way as me. Judge Wapner, Rain Man, Tom Cruise. What? Oh, yes. Let's take a break. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> It's break time. Taking a moment to get some news and views out of the way. News, are, news and views. Yeah, news and views. Like, you can view all past episodes and listen to them at hatterentertainment.com slash cruisin, where you can also email us through the site or at cruisin at hatterentertainment.com. You can donate to the show. To the show. To the show. <laughs> are you show? <laughs> Can we donate to the show? You can totes donate to the show at hatterentertainment.com slash cruising. But Greg. Yeah. I like to listen to my podcasts on iTunes. Well, then you can do that. You could probably let's do it at other uh, podcast outlets. Outlets? Like Stitcher. I don't know how, but find it. I listen in iTunes or on my computer. But on iTunes, hey, do a solid. Rate the show five stars. Give it a review. Leave, leave, a, leave a word. A word. Real, fun, inspiring, or Quan, uh, or ambassador. Yeah, ambassador. <laughs> <laughs> Just write the word ambassador. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Don't use any other. Oh, 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 oh. touchdown! Because <laughs> the guy scores a touchdown. Yeah, Tidwell. Just write Tidwell. Spoilers. Just write spoilers. He scores a touchdown. He does. But uh, yeah, so that's all the stuff about that. What about our guest Jen Grunwald? What about our guest Jen? What she has something? To, she has something to say. She. Uh, I mean, I could. I could tell you right now. Who? When I asked, "What do you have to plug?" Quote: "I got nothing." I guess you could mention my Twitter. Well, that's something. So, do you want to mention her Twitter? At Jen Grunwald. And for people to know, that's G R U N, not Grunwald. It's Grunwald. Yeah, like Grunwald. Right. Technically, there's like a, we call that an umlaut over the Yeah, U. but you're not going to umlaut the... Folks, if hey. you use the regular letter U, you'll find her. This ain't haagen bro. Well, Meanwhile, she ended that sentence with a colon P, which I think is supposed to be a, a face sticking its tongue out. Yeah, like the tongue is hanging out the left side, the left corner. Then she followed that up with an email that said, For the record, quote, for the record, if you still did the describe the movie in the fewest words thing, I would have said, quote, Sports agent realizes he's a douche. Close quote, colon, close parentheses. I felt like that was worth sharing. Certainly. She's uh, entitled to her opinion. Now, here's something I want to talk about, Chris. 
Before we get to our, actually, let's do our plugs first, and then we'll talk about something important. Okay, I'll go first. Go ChrisGComics.com is my website. You can learn everything you need to know about the things I do, which are basically all G-Man, like the graphic novel series G-Man for younger readers, the G-Man Super Journal, also for younger readers, G-Man Video Games, G-Man Web Comics. Uh, what else? I do sketch cards every day. Take a look at those if you want. Uh, good luck trying to buy them because they sell out quick. Hot properties. Hot property. <laughs> Greg, what do you got? I have my website, hatterentertainment.com, which is where you find this very show. And that will link you to pixcomic.com, which is a website for my book that you can buy there. And if you use the coupon code CRUISING, you save 15%. Now, I want to talk about something else. What do you got? What's on your mind, Greg? When, when we first started recording this show, there were 38 movies on the list of Tom Cruise movies that we were going to tackle. That's that's quite a number. That's quite a career. 38 divided by 2 is, is 19. Jerry Maguire is movie 19. We are officially halfway. We're there. halfway home. I mean, technically, this episode has to end... Because now there's 39 movies with Rogue Nation opening shortly, but now we're now we're just a couple of liars. But no, we are still halfway because we are in the we are now entering the second half. First half is over. I wish Bon Jovi was here to punctuate it. Oh, because we're halfway there. Yeah, living on a prayer. Yes. So I think now at the halfway point is the perfect time to maybe see if we can uh, let Tom Cruise know. Let Tom Cruise know. Because oh, I thought you were about to suggest something completely different. I will not even say what I was thinking. I want to know what you were thinking. No, you don't. Well, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but I think it's time to let Tom Cruise know what we've been doing. If he doesn't already. I, I would assume he does know. In the event that he doesn't, I know that I will be, or we will be, on our Cruising Show at Cruising Show Twitter account, which only follows Tom Cruise. Uh huh. I think it's high time we uh, maybe at mention him and say, "Hey, Tom, look what we're doing over here." That's a big step. It's a big step. Should we invite other people to let Tom Cruise know what we're doing, or should we take it on ourselves first? Well, how would that invitation materialize? Well, it's not an invitation. It's just like, "Hey, we're doing this thing." How do? How would other people in- make the invite? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they'd be like, I is this, love... Is this a call to action from I'm our listeners? I'm saying it might be like, I love listening to At Cruisin' Show, where they talk about the movies of At Tom Cruise. That's a that's a great tweet. You know what I mean? Something I, like that. Yeah. People could just... Re- somebody just tweeted that, so then everyone else could just retweet that. <laughs> yeah, and then it would just be like, bing, 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 yeah. Speaking of Twitter, I want to give a couple of props to some tweeters out there who have tweeted nice things. One of them's at It's Bucky You Fool. It's Bucky You Fool. One of them's at Phil Rude. And one of them is an international listener in Glasgow named at Cannon Hill Comics. Glasgow, Chris. Glasgow. That's Scotland, my man. Scotland Yard. Which we established on Twitter is the internationalist of international locations. We did? I did. Tweeting oh. with 
Cannon Hill comments. Oh, fantastic. I read all his tweets with a Scottish accent, and it makes him better. He's the best. One of the best. I don't know him personally. I know him on Twitter. All right. Uh, so, yeah. So, those are the... We're Thank- halfway there, guys. Hey, thanks, tweet, tweet, tweet folk. And uh, well, this is the halfway mark. I hope you guys are still enjoying this, because we got 19 more movies plus to go. And they're only getting better and better. I mean, our episodes... Maybe Tom's movies just like take a nose down. Well, we don't, don't know. know. We have to get to. We that. don't know. We cannot yet. comment until we comment, regardless of the quality of Tom's acting, which is always top which notch. Is, which is going to be. It's always going to be great. Never falters. But no matter how bad it could get, <laughs> rest assured, our podcast will be even better. Speaking of the, the podcast previous, let's get back to that podcast with our guest and keep talking about Jerry Maguire. We're back, ready for round two. I want everybody to see you for what you are. The best kept secret in the NFL. You are the man. You ready? Yep, let's go. My name is Jerry Maguire. I'm a sports agent. You could say I'm at the top of my game, but something just isn't right. Jerry Maguire! What can I do for you, Rod? Show me the money. Show me the money! That was a great scene. Can you sign my card? Sorry, little fella. I can't sign this brand of card. This was like his debut, right? Or something? Lately. It's I don't getting think so. Oh, but it's what made him really famous. No, Boys in the Pardon. Hood made him I came famous. Came here to fire oh. you, Jerry. He won an Oscar oh, for this, though. Oh, okay. Well, it's the first thing I saw. What do you think I'm gonna do? We just, just flip out. <laughs> I did like that. Who is coming? With and the goldfish thing. I love that too. I will go with you. Dorothy Boyd. The spilling coffee Thank wasn't you. in the actual movie. Oh. The song I don't think is in the movie either. In, in the movie, didn't he actually walk out with a whole go. tank of fish? No, All just the a way. fish in the bag. I he carried that whole tank. He might. It may be in your cut. You, you are hanging on by. We didn't, that about we didn't talk about the quan. that about you. You want to go out to dinner? Some dudes might have the coin, but they'll never have the quan. Quan. It means love. Wish me luck. There you go. The quan. Hey. I can't barely hear this. First time I have ever seen him kiss a man just like a dad. Don't What's cry at the beginning of a date. Yeah, just cry at the end like I do. Little kid's like weird looking now, right? He grew up. Yeah, he looks he's weird. He's not the littlest vampire anymore. Oh, I didn't see that. Me neither, but he's in it. All those vampire movies, that's where it started. The littlest vampire. That's right, he was the very first littlest was he, vampire. He was in Twilight, right? Yeah, he's still the littlest vampire. They never age. Yeah, people went ape shit about how cute he was in this movie. He was cute. He was, but like, I guess I've seen more also cute kid movies where I'm like... him some great lines. Yeah, the human head weighs eight pounds. Like, yeah. It's Dog, just, dogs and bees smell fear. I have a hard time believing that Paul Abdul could do a back handstand and then spin around on one arm. Really? Why would you have trouble talk. believing that? She's the top cop and pop. Well, I don't know if she's no, that, but she could definitely feel that shit. You know that feeling? That was the trailer for Jerry Maguire. Oh, okay. That wasn't Pretty sure. good. <laughs> we barely <laughs> we just talked over it. We would be the annoying people in the theater talking about the littlest vampire. My f- my favorite kid now is from that movie The Switch with 
Jennifer Jason Aniston Bateman and movie? Jason Bateman. It's one of my favorite movies. I, can't, I watch it so many times because that little kid is the cutest little kid I've ever seen in uh, any movie ever. Okay, I need you to explain to me. <laughs> so the switch is about like she's trying to have a baby and the Jason Bateman is like her her friend that loves her but doesn't say anything. Her friend that loves her doesn't admit to himself that he loves her. But then he switches to like a, a he, semen sample. He was under a lot of substances uh, influence. At the time, um, Juliet Lewis gives him some pill to calm him down, and it, and then on top of that, he drank a lot, and so he was like in the room the sample. with That's the, the sample, and he's going, Woo! yeah, and then he goes in his drunken state. He's like, "What do I do? Oh, I'll just fill it up with mine." Doesn't remember until he meets the kid seven years later, and is like, "What?" So this is a seven-year-old kid. I think he's about seven. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna look up this kid to see who it is. Oh, but the the scene where he's like, <laughs> he like he says something about. Always thinking he's got sicknesses or something, and and Jason Bateman's like, oh, I have a touch of hypochondria too, and he's like, what's that? And he's like, oh, it's when you think you have sicknesses and you don't have. And he goes, oh my god, I have that, and I just I just melt. I think that's in the trailer as well. <laughs> yes, it is. He's the cutest kid in the world. <laughs> I gotta see who it is, Chris. Any thoughts on the switch? Uh, I'm just wondering if that kid actually knows how much a human head weighs. <laughs> yeah, he probably doesn't. He probably does. He's actually kind of like like a. Weird little kid that knows a lot of facts about stuff. What's oh, for him, name? it's mostly like sea life. And What's stuff. the kid's name in the movie? Sebastian. Okay. Continue talking. I got to look up what this kid is. What do you mean what he is? Yeah, I got to find who this I kid like, is. I like the song for Sebastian. The song for Sebastian? Yeah, the farewell song to little Sebastian. What's little Sebastian? <laughs> little Sebastian. It goes like this. Bye, bye, little Sebastian. That's pretty good, but I have no idea what you're talking about. And I think at some point he spreads his wings and, and has to fly. Yeah. Because he's like an angel. This is from Parks and Recreation. Ah. Uh, period. Now, <laughs> when we went to break, we were talking about butts, right? Oh, before we went to break. Oh, they're back. Yeah. We weren't talking back. about butts like, on the break, you guys. They're back in fashion just... after a much uh, elapsed period of time. But then it came up that in this movie, the star... Thomas Cruz Maypother or Maypother the fourth. How do you spell that? Which part? The weird part. <laughs> C-R-U-I-S-E. Uh, I'm going to hit you with this microphone. Please don't. <laughs> M-A-Y-P-O-T-H-E-R. Okay. I-V. Fourth. That is a name. It is a name. <laughs> Tom Cruise's cousin is in Lost. He plays that the first other they meet, whose name I can't think of. Fuck that show. The other guy. The other guy. Uh, it was brought up that Tom Cruise in this movie, like in many movies, is shirtless, mm. which is always a good sign for one of his movies. When he's shirtless, it's usually pretty good. It's a good sign. There have been how many exceptions to the shirtless? I think there role? are six. I'd have to check my, my stats. One of them is A Few Good Men, which is very good. you got to bring the chart to one of these And Mission Impossible is also he's not shirtless. It's also what? very good. That's yeah. crazy. That's surprising. He's in a tank top, so he's close to shirtless. Still surprising. Yeah. Do you think that would be one of the ones? I think Mission Impossible 2, he, he goes shirtless. I haven't seen that one because I heard that one was crappy. My friend made me watch one and three, and they were good. And then I watched four on my own because I liked well, yeah. the uh, In the one second one, he got himself into really good shape. Well, that's the question, Chris. You are. Mm-hmm. I'm on shirtless patrol. I keep track of the shirtlessness. You are in charge of fitness right. roundups. How did you feel about... Tom Cruise in Jerry Maguire's fitness level. Well, I have to admit that he, 
obviously put his hours in to the fitness training. He got himself into excellent shape for Jerry Maguire. Which I, for why? He, he, for why? Yeah, he's not like an action star in this movie. I, what, there was a scene where he's doing like some headstand push-ups or something. And it was <laughs> he's, when a, he's When he's having his breakdown, he does a handstand and then comes back down off the wall. When uh, I, I feel and he like, has no shirt on in that scene. Yeah, I think I and think I was, we have to because okay. this is making me think of a top tom. So is it time to introduce top toms? I think we have to go into some top toms. Let's dive in. Wait, let me guess. There's a song for it. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great guess. The dance moves. Paula Abdul would be proud. I know. <laughs> Jen is trying to take the top cop and pop spot <laughs> with her. Shoulder rolling dance moves <laughs> to the Tom Tom Club. Yeah. Well, step one, deputy in training. Tom Tom Club. That's who does that song. <laughs> okay. So one of my top toms, and the reason why I invoke this this segment, is he comes back drunk after the draft. Things are not going well, and he just starts jump roping in his apartment. Yes. It's great. Like that that <laughs> whole scene. I was like, is he is he an athlete too? Like, why is they show, why are they showing this? Like, it didn't seem like it. It made no sense, and I think it was purely. And I, the first thing I thought was like, "Oh, they had to get his shirt off. They had to show it that he." Well, that was a different. You're talking about a different scene. His breakdown scene is when he's oh. on the wall and then flips back down. I'm saying he gets back drunk. Yes. And just oh yeah, yeah, jump yeah, roping. yeah, 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 yeah. But That's the, one of my top. But they're combined. Tom. I feel like they're both related. The, the drunken jump roping is a top tom. That's one of them. Okay. My other one. This is after he leaves. Wait, what are your uh, criteria? Zellweger's place. No, when he leaves the draft, like he's getting back, and then he calls Zellweger. So it's before before he gets to her okay. place. What what is the criteria for a top Tom? Personal criteria, like your favorite, to- just Tom your Cruise favorite moments, yeah. moments, moments in okay. this movie, in this in this limited movie. to Jerry Maguire. So right. now my other favorite thing, my other top Tom is a multiple, and it's basically how he reacts to stuff throughout the movie, mostly bad news. So when he gets fired, like the look on his face, and when he's in with Cush's family, and the phone rings. And he answers it, and it's Bob Sugar. He's like, is Jerry there? You know, uh, uh, sniff if he's there. His eyes are just like, he just looks panicked and insane. It's great. I feel like that's a standard Tom Cruise face. Uh, no, it's no? There's something special. And then, and then secondary to that is anytime he's about to get into character, like when he's about to go into a room, like when he's about to talk to Cush's dad for the first time, and he's sort of psyching himself up, and then he like smiles and gets ready. Mm, or when he comes out of the elevator after he's written his mission statement, he sort of doesn't know what to do. Like all those tiny moments are my top toms mm. in this movie. Who's next? Oh, who's coming? Not me, because I didn't. I, who's coming? I'm unprepared with me? for this. Yeah, because she didn't read the email yeah, or I'm hear sorry. me explain it yeah. when we before we started recording. Well, well, yeah, but I didn't have time to think about it then. This movie. Think has... about it. There could be. What? There could be higher love. Is that the lyric? Higher love. Yeah. Think about it. There could be high love. Mm, all right. Yes, I know that song. Who sings that song? Stevie Winwood. Stevie Winwood. Yeah. No, Who would you say? Winnie Winwood? I would say Steve Winwood. <laughs> Stevie Nicks. Two separate people. It's true. Yeah. But. Or Steven. He definitely went by Stevie Winwood. I don't think he did. I think it was Steve Winwood. Is, can we go to a judge for this? Is Paula Abdul here? To, Paula Abdul is not here. In? Let's ask Jen. Jen. Winwood, Steve or Stevie? I'm gonna have to go with Steve, but I cannot guarantee that he never went with Stevie. 
But I'm but I I know Steve. Yeah. I also but I did not know he sang that song. I just heard the name before. But you've heard that song, Higher Love. I have heard that song and I've heard his name being said. Right. Steven Wood. Well, we're gonna we're gonna look this one up later if you don't look it up right now. Well you tell me what your top toms are and I'll do something over here. Jerry Maguire's filled with great scenes. Great scenes. And great moments and great deliveries by Tom Cruise. Top Agre- to bottom. Agreed. Top to Tom to bottom Tom. Many of them. Oh, I have one, but I hope Chris doesn't say more. Many of them are famous, and they precede the movie. Like, you think of the movie, and you think, oh, you you complete me. And? And, you, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, we live in a cynical, cyn- it was a mission statement. Yeah, no, but there's it's a, a mission one. statement. Yeah, show me the money. Yes, scream it, scream it, Chris. I'm not gonna scream it. Oh. <laughs> Disappointed. There's a but the, there's a scene <laughs> when I watched it yesterday. I thought, wow, that's that's a great scene. I don't remember that. Uh, it's I think after he talks to Cush, he goes to visit Cush's dad and Cush. Yeah, and Cush's dad says, "Well, I ain't one." For for contracts, but my hand, my handshake is solid as oak. Yeah, and he and he leaves there feeling fantastic. And he's in the car. Yes, and he tries to sing to the <laughs> that song. scene is amazing. So he's like singing to the song, and he's getting, and you can see the frustration in his face. Like he doesn't know the words to it, so that he like searches for another song, and it's like no, no, not that yes. one, not that one. And he gets and the he free fall. Gets, he finally gets the free fall, which is like really appropriate. Yes. for his life at that moment. But I just I just love the stutter step in yes that the, scene the is pump faking with him like getting his groove going. That, to actually, I forgot about that scene. He wanted it's to tremendous. celebrate and he had to. F- <laughs> That's my top tom. That's a good top tom. Hold on, I have let's, one more and I can't remember what it is. Before you get to that, let's just listen to this for a second. Think about it. Now on the YouTube clip, it says Steve Winwood. Higher Love, original, 1986. HQ slash lyrics on screen. I don't see any lyrics on the screen right now. <laughs> I was wrong. Wait. So you're telling me someone on YouTube is not perfect. I'm saying every clip that has Steve Winwood says Steve Winwood next to it. <laughs> I was wrong. You were right. You're smart. <laughs> Stupid. Okay. <laughs> You're very good looking. Thank you. I am not attractive. It's worth it. I got one more top, Tom. All right. And it's the scene where he's drunk as he's leaving Renee Zellweger's house. He's got the risky business glasses going. Yes. When he's drinking, you know, because he got punched in the eye. Puts his two hands up. We're right? going to the top. And I thought, like, wow, he really looks... When he put the glasses on first, I thought, he really looks like Risky Business Tom Cruise. And then I didn't think anything of it. But then when he's walking home, when he, when he leaves the house, and he's back, walking backwards to the cab... He stumbles on the step. And he says, I'm back! Which is a famous line from... That is a line from Risky Business. No, no not, that's not from Risky Business. That's from Color of Money. That's right, Color of Money. Back. So I thought, he's really... He's doubling up on... He's doing his own callbacks? On, yeah. Top Tom. Top Tom. <laughs> Did, were those not written for him? Maybe the person who wrote the movie was doing callbacks. You're saying Cameron Crowe. I don't know. 
That's the guy who wrote the movie. Yeah, I'm not necessarily assigning credit to the callback itself, but I'm calling out as a top Tom Cruise moment. (laughs) Right. That's what this segment's all about. Gotcha. Jen? Um, We finally reached the portion of Cruising Together where we talk about Tom Cruise. (laughs) (laughs) I do like a lot in the scene where he's leaving the company and he gets the fish. Flipper. That, That weird little, like, Move flip he does, move? where he's like, "You think I'm gonna flip out?" And he does that thing. I heard <laughs> I'm that. That's, in my head, and it's it's very funny. <laughs> I heard that's what the Wachowski brothers saw, and they're like, "We got to do that in a movie." And the Matrix was born. Just imagine someone firing bullets. Oh, at yeah, him while he does that. <laughs> that's what I. I think that's how it all. Like they watch that, and like imagine that in slow motion, which is like bullets, dodging, yeah. and then they tried to get Tom Cruise to be <laughs> Neo. Did they really like, though? Is that actually a real thing? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh okay. And then. They, he wouldn't do well, it, so they totally got Keanu Reeves to do it. Because why? Because I mean, I feel like they must have tried someone else before. Because Keanu what people Reeves. don't Who know, the hell goes straight for right. Keanu Reeves. Well, what they didn't know Unless is Tom, Keanu Reeves does a killer Tom Cruise impression, like spot on. He does wear sunglasses in the movie. Yeah, and he was doing he he was it was like a party trick Keanu Reeves would do. He'd be like, watch this Jerry Maguire impression. He would do the thing, and the Wachowski brothers were like, could you do that in slow motion? He's like, yes. That's not special effects. No, 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 no. They asked him if he could do it in slow motion, and he said, no, but I could do it. You could just slow the cameras down, and they said, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think I've had, you know, it's a, this was years ago. The story gets a little hazy. And then a lot of the filming choices were, his, were Keanu Reeves' idea throughout. He's like, you know, if, we, if you lined up, like, 25 cameras on, on a rotating track. Right. You would get, get every angle. the most amazing shots if you spliced them all together properly. Yeah. And then he just did his impression of Jerry Maguire flipping out, but not flipping out. Red pill, blue pill. Mm-hmm. History is made. And then he picked up the entire fish tank with his own two hands. <laughs> right. Because he's strong. In the Matrix, there's no spoon. Right. There's no tank. There's no tank. There's no fish. There is no fish. Uh, uh, yes. Dorothy uh, Boyd, thank you. <laughs> uh, I will say there was another... There was a moment. I don't. I can't remember exactly where it was. I think it was when he was sitting in the couch talking to her. I think, where I was like, "Oh yeah, there's the Tom Cruise that everyone loves." He boob just grab looked, when he goes. When he goes straight no, no, for no. boob grab. There was just a scene where you, where he just looked very handsome, like because throughout the whole movie, sometimes he looks scene. really good. Sometimes he just looks eh. When does he look? I'm not eh? in love with. I'm not like a Tom Cruise. Like oh, I love Tom Cruise. But when does he look eh? There's plenty of times. I can't. Name them just probably when he's reacting to stuff. Maybe, <laughs> but there like, was just a one second I remember being like, "Nice." <laughs> I think it was when he was sitting talking to her on the couch. I can't. I'm not maybe really talking sure. to a little kid on the couch because that was pretty good when he's talking about his dad and little kids talking about his dad. No, it was very cute, but not, not what I'm talking about. Okay, like it was very, very, very sexy, handsome Tom Cruise smile face moment. <laughs> not very many of those. There are. Listen, I get it. All right, I get it. I thought it was Chris. a nice. I thought it was a I nice transition it. when Greg. <laughs> I don't think she gets it. I think she said she gets it. We have to take her to her word. Mm, you do. do. You do have to take me at my word. I thought it was a nice bit where Bonnie Hunt says he better not be good looking. Oh, Cut that to doorbell, and he's like, "Hey, he's like, yeah. he's that was fantastic. Full risky business." I absolutely loved that line. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so good. And her reactions are pretty good throughout. She's great. Yeah, she is great. <laughs> That's top toms. Oh, 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 oh,
I s- well, the, now that we've talked about the good stuff about it, I think it's time. Don't even suggest there's anything wrong with this movie. Well, we're going to find out with a little something called Cruise Control. Diving right in? Diving right in. Out of one this pool. This is a story about control. Cruise. And this time I'm going to do it my way. <laughs> this is Cruise Control into another. The part of the show where we are in control and we decide what we would change oh, right. about the movie. <laughs> it's like I forgot what this is. Oh, to man. Be. You know what? Your memory is terrible, Jen. Yeah. I explained this literally before we started recording. I know. And I'm remembering now that you said it again. Yeah. Well, that's why I say it again. Right. Just in case. <laughs> so this is where we talk about what would you change. I already kind of said that movie. in the first part. A little more fallen in love montage. Well, all right. So you want to start? Start us off. What would well, you change? I'm just saying. I already said one thing that I would have changed. Just a falling in love montage. Something that makes it actually seem like they're falling for each other, not just, oh, he's so freaking hot and I haven't had sex in however long she said she hadn't had sex or some shit. She did say something like that. Yeah. So that seems to be the whole basis of their relationship. She liked his his manifesto and she liked... No, she liked and she liked his with the manifesto Ooh, as well. Yeah, I think she's talking about his manifesto. <laughs> Did you say manifesto? <laughs> I think she said manifesto. Okay. <laughs> or did you say manifesto? Uh, moving on. So I think... I think she said manifesto. <laughs> I, I, I thought I heard manifesto. Manifesto? Uh, how did you say it? <sighs> uh, his dick. That's how I said it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, she's talking about his wiener, <laughs> his dingus, his member. Oh, member! I hate that one. <laughs> you hate that one. What's your favorite one? Yeah, what's your favorite one? What's your least favorite one? Uh, I, I don't know. There's so many. I'm sure there's something worse than member, but that's the only thing that's coming up. Schlong. <laughs> <laughs> How about? <laughs> It's the the way you really enunciated that G. Yeah, Schlong. He's used to he's used to putting extra G's at the end. It's yeah, my true. name's got that extra G true. on it, so I, I land on the G. Pecker, how about Pecker? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of crap Pud? ones to be. Oh God, yes. <laughs> if that's one of them, then yes, that's the worst. The pud one. is hilarious. Is pud is that what Ew, that means? Stop saying yeah, it. I feel like Pud is is a more Subtle, <laughs> more. <laughs> they just think pud is more all of the loose skin. <laughs> I've only ever heard of pud referred to as like playing with your pud, or oh! diddling your pud. Yeah, yeah. Please, please stop! Please stop! I'm begging you. Pud please, please stop. <laughs> so you're saying that's the, the worst? That's pretty fucking bad. And what's the best? I don't know, just regular, just Dick. Yeah, I guess normal ones. <laughs> How about the one that starts with C? That one's all right. Huh? See that one we we're steering clear of. That's oh, the cock. Harshest. That's the one. Oh, <laughs> well, you're steering clear, but yeah. I don't steer clear. Nothing. Package. Yeah, package. Yeah, it's just... a G on the end of that. Package. That's fine. Okay. P- pack. Covered them all. Package. Yeah, package. <laughs> I'm sure we haven't. I've heard one. I heard once called it a Peter. Yeah. Yep. It was yeah. weird. Dingus. Yeah, Dingus. I don't. That's funny. I don't, I've never. Pee pee. Oh God. <laughs> How about dork? 
Yeah, how about dork? How many years was it before you realized that that? Oh, that's what that means. Uh, about like, thirty-four, apparently. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and a half. Schmeckle. Yeah, right. I think I was in my thirties. Also, y- you're gonna confuse Chris now. You know, goes with Yankel. Isn't that what you repair like a like holes in walls? Yeah, with? use your schmeckle <laughs> for that. Schmeckle. <laughs> then yeah. you paint it over. Yeah, after you schmeckle it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I want you to always use that for the rest of your life. <laughs> always, for the rest of your life. Yep. Well, then that's not always, is it? For you, it is. Chris, you're in cruise control. There is a scene, a very famous scene. We've discussed it a little bit throughout this episode. Tom Cruise rushes to Dorothy, one of Dorothy's house. <laughs> wow. After Rod Tidwell. There's like four characters in this movie. <laughs> Do you want to hear? I want to hear what it, Chris. I would change about this movie. Sure, man. He would change her name to Renee Zellweger. <laughs> he walks in the door. Hello. Hello. I'm looking for my wife. She pops up. Yeah, classic. Classic Zellweger. Yeah, classic Zellwegering. Uh-huh. Oh. This is oh. how I didn't think I was going to do it in oh. the living room. That's what they they sent me into the living room. And here it goes. I'm not letting you get rid of me so easily. How about that? Right. That all yes. happened. All this happened so far. We live in a cynical, cynical world. You, also. Th- you say those two words perfectly. Like, no joke. That sounds exactly like him. <laughs> it's freaking me out. Jen loves impressions. I Our do. little project, this company we've created together, had a very good day. A very good day. <laughs> and it wasn't complete. Because you weren't there to share it with me. Okay. Other words. (laughs) You complete me. Right? And then she's... Yeah. Do you remember what segment we're in? (laughs) Okay. You had me at hello. All right. So I just... I feel like I would change that scene. What? (laughs) Just change the words around or change the some s- of the words. I would change some like, of the words. Are you suggesting that he comes in? Hello. Hello. I'm looking for my wife. She pops up. Says, my wife. No, 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 no. You had me. <laughs> no. <at hello." laughs> yes. Just shorten the scene. Dramatically. I was going to have Jen do a scene read with me and you, you, you walked oh. all over it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't know. All right. Let's, let's just do it, anyway. do it okay, anyway. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. Okay. You read the part. Of <laughs> Renee Zellweger, what's her name again? Petunia? Dorothy Boyd. <laughs> Petunia. Dorothy Boyd. Petunia. Okay. Yeah. So Petun- I'll be, I'm Tom Cruise. Okay, you're Tom Cruise. I Jen. walk in. Hold on, hold on. I need to prepare. Give me a second. Okay, hold on. Let me get some. Let me get some Ooh. scene music for this, Ooh, yeah, please. Get that uh, uh, Bruce Springsteen song. I might have something else too. You wanna listen? No. I know what the song is. It's called the Secret Garden. She that sounds dirty. It's not. It is. You're. Are a pervert. <laughs> pervert. Hold on. Got to bring it up. Trying to, you know, loosen up. Yeah, yeah. Loosen up your <laughs> loose lips sink ships. <laughs> loosen up my loose li- lips sink ships. Yeah. All right. This is a, this is the song that it's not that scene, but it's going to be appropriate. 
You'll see. We'll higher see. love? It's not higher love. All right. Begin the scene. Bring me a higher love, please. Okay. I don't hear any music. You'll hear it. We'll see you all again. <laughs> Good night. Is that what that's from? No. That wasn't the scene, everyone. <laughs> okay, that was not the scene. No. Okay. Here's the scene. Tom Cruise leaves Rob Tidwell's Oh, should fantastic... I do that? I'll do that part. Tom okay. Cruise has just left the playoff game, Monday Night Football. He's running to the airport. He gets back to California. He comes into the house. The Yentas are Yentaing. Enter scene. Hello. You got me. Scene. Nailed it. <laughs> it would have cut like 10 minutes out of the movie. <laughs> that music playing was what was playing when they got back from their date and they start making out and he snaps the spaghetti straps on her dress. So hot. <laughs> Is that sarcastic or legit? Um, somewhere in the middle. <laughs> I, I felt like a creep watching that scene. Yeah. I felt like I was spying on them. See, honestly, and I, I felt like someone in the house is watching this. Maybe probably her sister. I'd say the babysitter. That au pair was probably staring. Yeah. I, 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 re- I was thinking about this recently, actually, with love scenes in movies. I kind of always feel like that. I, they often make me uncomfortable because I feel like I should not be seeing this. It's weird. I have to say not that's a porn. to the scene. That means it's, it's a cell in that scene because you're <laughs> I like, guess this so. is private time. Yeah. I don't know. Definitely can't watch it my parents, though. All right. <laughs> Nobody's asking you to. All right, what I would, if I'm in cruise control, I get rid of all the voiceover at the beginning of the movie completely. Oh, yeah. Everything you need to know happens when you watch. Like, if you ignore the voiceover, like, oh, he's a high-powered sports agent, and he's disenfranchised because the acting and the, the performances are all strong enough. You don't need, especially the thing with the world. That part, yeah, that part for yeah, sure. The, the thing about the world in America setting the tone. All that stuff nonsense. Is wrong. But I feel like once he starts talking about athletes, yeah, specifically, except that, that the voiceover is gone. He never voiceovers again, so it's clearly so purely expositional without needing to be there that mm-hmm. I would have gotten rid of it. Okay, I just think the world part, though, more well, importantly than I, I'm the one in cruise control in a world. What if that? Well was done. The well done. Say what? <laughs> now we can't talk about it anymore. <laughs> That's it. It's over. The segment's over. Segment is over. I want to introduce a new segment, if you'll allow me. A new one? Yeah. Chris has never heard this segment either. <sighs> All right. Here it is. We'll try it. Here it is. We'll see if it works. You're going to love it. Thanks a lot. This segment is called Hanks a Lot. Where we talk about Tom Hanks. I read on Cameron Crowe's website that originally Jerry Maguire was supposed to be played by Tom Hanks. Huh. Hanks a lot. (laughs) That's it? That's it. Now we can talk about it. Oh, good. Because I want to say, Tom Hanks is not attractive. Uh, Judge a book by its cover much? No. Some people think he's very attractive. He's great. I like him a lot. But I always find it weird when he's supposed to be like the hot. Like, I guess maybe he's not supposed to be hot. Like in bosom but bodies. Just, 
just he's a good looking you're, one. You're he's thinking not, uh, you got no, not you got mail. What's the f- yeah? All those sleepless in Seattle. He's just not. So you're saying like if part you, of Tom Cruise's character in this is that he's like a hot. He's great all around. You know, Tom. But is God, he, Tom ha- is like, Jerry Maguire great all around? Well, no. but that's how he's perceived. She, she that's how like, he's perceived by the people. Like he's this great uh, agent. He's, not his ex fiance. She sees him forty years. Yeah, but and later, I and guess she's a I giant bee, but she sees him forty years. I think the only part that actually comes in is when Renee Zellweger's sister says, "He better not be handsome." Yeah, and you open the door, and then it's a handsome guy. Now imagine how spoiled the movie would have been <laughs> if she opened that door and instead it's. Tom Hanks. Right. Honestly, that line could not have been in that movie if it was. Because while he's not an ugly man, they would have changed he is too. not the kind of man where it's like, oh, he better not be attractive. Like, it would not be funny. But if they said he'd better not be Tom Cruise is known for being like, yeah, maybe, I and, guess. And then, but then she'd have to, to talk Hanks to and he's like, She'd have to talk to him a little bit first to get that. Yeah. It wouldn't be like it opened the door and see it. But right. Renee Zellweger fell in love with Tom Cruise because of what he wrote. I guarantee you, if he was an ugly man, she, she would not have fallen was, in love though. with him as well. She knew who he was in the office. Yes, she already and he knew, knew him. He knew who she was. He knew who she was, too. Yeah. He knew the stuff that she had up he, in her His cubicle. job is to know everybody. That's, that's what they were going for at that. I don't think it was that he particularly noticed her. No, no. He just knew who worked for Yeah. Worked his, his part of his job is to know everything about people his all the time. statement was like more with sugar too. attention. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I, but in general, that's what the age is supposed to do. Like when, when Bob Sugar like knows everyone's names, too. It's like part of their... They're shticks. Yeah. They're shtick schmooze. I think Jer- the movie still works even if he's an average looking I don't guy. think so. Because we are led. I think that as storytellers, they wanted to present it to us that she fell for him because of what he wrote. Because of sure. his mind. Because of the man he's almost is. Ugh. Because of the man he's almost. I'm starting almost, to hate that. He's almost is. <laughs> he's almost I don't is. know. I just... Tom Hanks has like a too much of a nice guy face that it wouldn't work for that role. Nice guy face. Other guests have described him as having a smug. Tom no, Hanks. Talk about Tom Hanks. Talk about oh. Tom Hanks. Oh, Tom Hanks. Yeah. Tom Hanks. His no, people have referred to Tom Cruise as having a smug weasel face. Yeah, which is perfect for that job, and that role. So you're saying Tom Cruise and Jay Moore are equal level attractiveness, and Donald Logue, they're all. No, not attractiveness. No, <laughs> but you're not supposed to like. Jay Moore. That's true, and that's so. That's why he's not attractive. If, well, that's, I mean, that sometimes the, the the douchebag in the movie is also attractive. Here's a question: but How about Glenn Fry? Who's could that? They, couldn't they have gotten an actor to do that? Who's Glenn that? Glenn Fry plays the owner of the Cardinals. Who's trying to negotiate with? He sang a song oh. called "The Smugglers Blues." Oh uh. boy, Chris, talk to her about Glenn Fry. I gotta. I know who you're talking about though in the Glenn movie Fry now. Glenn Fry is that. known primarily for accidentally dropping. Some diced potatoes into the fryer, <laughs> coming up with Is he lying French fries right now. What do you and think? They named Jim? them. I think yes. If, okay, here's the quiz: Is he that, or is he a member of the Eagles? <laughs> He's a member of the Eagles. Huh. If you saw this guy, you would see no beak, no feathers. <laughs> That's true. Not the eagle species. Oh, okay. See, I, I, I see how you you back me into a corner with your gotcha journalism. <laughs> I'm known yeah. for that. I'm known for Chris, that. Chris, is this an eagle? Um, I don't think so. Eagles have beaks and feathers. Uh, the band, dummy. Huh. Okay. Interesting See? that I never said band, but yet you figured it out. That leads me to believe that you were lying this whole time. This is a long video for the Smuggler's Blues. <laughs> gotcha. She did it again. <laughs> she 
Is this an all winning? You you knew what I meant. I did, and you knew what I meant. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm you so busy, started this. I'm so you busy started this. The Smuggler's Blues that I lost track of everything. Right. So the guy who played Glenn Fry. The guy who. No, I know who the. I mean, I've heard of the Eagles though, but I don't know this song. This is Glenn Fry singing the Smuggler's Blues. So they they got this guy to play the coach or whatever manager of the Cardinals. Like, why not get an actor to do it? Is that because that is weird? Crow likes him. Possibly, Cameron Crowe is married to Nancy Wilson of Heart. That's that's just odd. That is really odd. But I wouldn't have known that. It didn't. It didn't, didn't affect your... No, he didn't seem like he was particularly bad at that part. Yeah, he didn't really do much. I thought much. Nancy Wilson was from Wilson Phillips. That's Carney Wilson. Oh. Is that Nancy Wilson's sister? I don't think they're related Wilson, at all. I feel like Wilson is a fairly common name. Yeah, it's the name of that... The guy with the fence <laughs> the next in front of neighbor. his face. It's Yes, it's the name <laughs> of the next-door neighbor. And hold on one <laughs> That's second. first name, though, right? Hold on. Wait, was the other side of that house where Dennis the Menace lived? Yes, but I got to... Hold on. There's another Wilson. Thanks a lot. Uh, the volleyball from. Uh, oh yes. Castaway. Thanks a Speaking lot. Speaking of Hanks and that volleyball, did you yeah. guys see that seven-minute Tom Hanks does his whole movie? I've not seen that yet. It's Wait, are we funny. talking about Tom Hanks right now? Mm-hmm. Better introduce this. Hang on, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Oh, boy. Tom Hanks did something for seven minutes, you're saying? Yeah, him and uh, James Corden. Is that his name? I think Corbin, so. Corbin, something like that. The new host of The Late Late Show. It was Craig from Doctor Who. That's what I know. And he... Uh, I know him as the baker from Into the Woods. They did, I haven't seen that yet. Mm, well. They, um, who's better? Who's a better person then? Me. Because okay. he's Doctor Who. Yes. Hello. And? And that's the best. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> he's got Stormageddon. The father of Stormageddon. Stormageddon. Wait, is this the Doctor Who cast? Yeah. I got nothing. <laughs> you don't remember Stormageddon? That was the winter storm was supposed to hit New York and then nope. never happened. Eh. Anyway, him and hit Boston Craig did a seven minutes like quick run through of all his movies, like acting them out in like a second each. And it was did pretty... Wilson make an appearance? Yes, and it was it was funny. Was that the entirety of Castaway? Thanks a lot. I think I think he puts a handprint or something on the guy's face or something like that. Yeah, it was really quick. It was good. Yeah, see, quick. Check it out. All right. All right. <laughs> Ooh, I got another good bit of trivia for Hanks a lot, if you will, please. <laughs> Hanks a lot. <laughs> Tom Hanks has the first same first name as Tom Cruise. <laughs> Hanks a lot. I was hoping it was going to be a trivia question. I like trivia questions. Oh, you like questions, huh? I do like questions. Here we go. <laughs> Thanks a lot. In the movie Forrest Gump, starring Tom Hanks, what role does Tom Hanks play? Hmm, that's a tough one. I'm going to have to go with Forrest Gump. Thanks a lot. Very good at that game. Uh, I know. Nailed Trivia it. mastermind over here. <laughs> so Just Tom Hanks trivia. Tom Cruise, nominated for an Oscar for this movie. Doesn't win it. Cuba Gooding Jr. does. Hmm. Very Who won it? Acceptance Who, Who did win over Tom Cruise? That would have been 96. Who did win? Chris? Who won? 
1996? Yeah, who won the Oscar? 1996. This is going to blow your minds. Tom Hanks. Get out of here. For he probably did. No, Forrest Gump. No, no, Forrest Gump would have been nine. Wait, he just like that's possible. If, that, if that's true, that's gonna be awesome. <laughs> that's gonna be awesome, you guys. It's not true. Ah, oh, damn it. You sure? Why you gotta go and get my hopes up for Forrest Gump? Might have been ninety six. Or was it ninety three? It, it, it was, was ninety three. Like yeah, because that was the Pulp Fiction year. I was in. I was. It was, was, 16. It was uh, Shawshank Redemption year and Pulp Fiction. Same thing. A lot of good movies came out in nineteen ninety three. Year. I don't remember. I was. I don't remember. <laughs> I probably didn't see as many movies as you guys did. Tell me about the famous speech Cuba Gooding Jr. made, because I didn't know there was a famous speech. There's a famous speech. Yeah, Cuba Gooding Jr. won the Oscar, went up there, and started celebrating Rob Tidwell style. Oh, Rob Tidwell. And he was cheering and dancing, and like they were playing the music, and he didn't stop, and like the place went nuts. Standing O. Standing went berserk. O. Yeah, that's an ovation. I Not got an obituary. It. Got it. Yeah, we had a guest previously that when Greg said standing O, they thought it was really inappropriate for people to stand up and cheer for an obituary. Right. Which is it's true. That is inappropriate. Knowing Jen, but the she o, probably thought a standing O was an orgasm. Whoa. Orgasm. That's not appropriate uh, uh, sort of talk here. We're not here to harass. <laughs> Tom Cruise lost the Academy Award to Jeffrey Rush from the movie Shine. Uh-huh. Other nominees in the category... Rafe Fines from the English Patient, Woody Harrelson in Rafe the People versus Fines? Yeah. yeah. Woody Harrelson Wait. from the People versus Larry Flint. Um, hold on one second. Why that reaction? I didn't think Rafe was a name <laughs> a person could have. It's Do you know who Ralph. that is? No, but I imagine it was the actor in It's in Voldemort, Shine. right? Is I don't Rafe watch Voldemort? Harry Potter movies. I think he's Voldemort. Is Tom Cruise in the Harry Potter movies? Nine. Then I ain't seen him, bro. But in the movie Shine, was that the one about the piano player? Yeah. I don't David recall Helfgart? this movie. Helfgart? Yeah. Yeah, it is spelled Ralph. And then Billy Bob Thornton for Sling Blade. Oh, he should have won. Well, he didn't. Because I never saw Shine. And so if I haven't seen it, I don't like Shine's when good. they win. Shine Shine's was heartbreaking. Good. It's good, though. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton. He does that weird voice in that movie. Let's hear you do an impression of it. It's like... Oh, right? He does that. <laughs> good. Yeah, you <laughs> what was the line, though? It was something, something. Ah, what was like the famous thing he would say a lot? He says a few different things. So what are some of them? Uh, something with mustard, right? Biscuits and mustard? Yeah. French fried potatoes? I sure do like my French fried potatoes. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Nailed it. Was there something about a knife? Uh, I sure do like my knife. On. Wait, what happens in that movie? Yeah, there is something about a knife. <laughs> the movie Sling Blade? In the movie Sling Blade, there's a small discussion of a <laughs> there knife. There we go. Yeah. I have not seen that movie since whatever that year was, 1996 yeah, maybe. 1996 would have been the year. Maybe it was a little after that though because I don't think I saw it in the theater. People call it a Kaiser Blade. That's the line. <laughs> That's the one. Can you do it as, as Sling Blade? <laughs> I can do it. I'd like to hear Jen do it first, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to hear Jen do it first, please. Um, okay. <clears throat> some people call it a Kaiser. Wait, what is it? I forgot it already. <laughs> no, some yeah. Some people call it a sling blade. I call it a Kaiser blade. Uh huh. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> pretty. That was pretty good. 
uh, Chris, how do you want to hit this one? Well, at first, I want to wait for Billy Bob Thornton to leave the room. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> he's, he's <laughs> it looks like he's walked out of the room. Okay. So what I'm supposed to do my... You wanted room. to. You were champing at the bit. Yeah, no, I don't want to. <laughs> I, think I'm, I think the intimidation factor is too much for me to recover. Billy from. Bob has left the room. I know he has. He's not going to judge you for your impression. But right. I will. I'll judge him, though. Yeah, but you're not Billy Bob Thornton. Some people call <laughs> it a Kaiser blade. I don't. Thank you. We'll see you all again. Sleep tight. <laughs>